DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We were just talking about the NFL. Cam Newton getting released by the Patriots this morning. It's the big NFL news. Mac Jones is the starter and there's no safety net. Bill Belichick's all on. And we were just pointing out, well, three years, man, everything changes in the NFL. Drew Brees, Andrew Luck were quarterbacking division-winning teams three years ago. Andrew Luck was a wild-card team, I guess. And just everything changes. Teams move, even. There's all kinds of change. And PK, if we bring that to the college level and we bring it home, think how different the vibe is around BYU football now versus three years ago. Oh, yeah, night and day. Right? The the 4-9 is in the rearview mirror. Yeah, absolutely. They're coming off 11 wins, nationally ranked, and people are ready to flock to the game in droves Saturday night. 57,000 tickets sold. The Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyovkov, is tweeting out about that and the attendance. Probably trying to bury that whole storyline about nobody showing up for a UCLA home football game. Got some good news here. A Pac-12 team is going to Vegas, but... Somewhere between 30, 35, maybe 40,000 BYU fans at this game. They're going to be the majority, the vast majority of the 57,000 tickets. You're figuring two-thirds. That would be 38 to 19,000. 38,000 yeah. BYU fans. I'd actually be surprised if the U of A had close to 20,000 fans there. I mean, I've been in Tucson a million times over for home games going back many, many years. And, you know, they don't really have a big-time passionate fan base uh, but at the same time, when the team wins, they do come out. I'll give them that. New coach who's exciting like and a weekend in Vegas, baby. That won't turn uh, them out? Uh, you know, it's hot there. It's hot where you're coming from. Uh, the casinos in Arizona are, are all over the place now. So if it's gambling that you're interested in. Yeah, uh, but there's shows and entertainment. Right. I mean, there there's more, more than that. There is there's more, than more that, yes. oomph to Vegas. I agree. As opposed to just... Going and playing cards. Which is why or, I just said yeah. gambling. Right. There's no question about it. And you had sports gambling, too, uh, that you don't have in the other places at the at the casinos mm-hmm. anyway. So I, I just don't know. I don't know that people would be willing. If it was in San Diego and you can go to Pacific Beach, that's another story. <laughs> and uh, then you have faith in 20,000? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And you just, it's, you know, it's not a long drive, obviously. Uh, and, uh, you know, get out of the weather. But at the same I'm not. I'm not sure there's going to be that many U of A fans. If it were basketball and they were have been, you as think good they're going to win? Been, <laughs> yeah, you know they just they, they dominated the uh, Pac-12 place. That's for sure. Pac-12 when it was at MGM, absolutely in the hotel there, which literally you didn't have to go outside uh, to to be at the site. It's now across the street at a standalone arena, T-Mobile. So uh, still, the U of A fans are there all over the place. But the fact is, BYU in the West, you have to put the qualifier in the West because there's some other places in this country that's just they don't they don't compare fan wise. But BYU's fan base, it's as good as anybody's in the West. And I I dare anybody to get on their app and argue, get on our app and argue with me. BYU's fan base is as good as anybody's in the Mountain West and Pac-12. Basically, the Mountain Time Zone and the Pacific Time Zone. I I dare anybody to tell me there's a better fan base than BYU's. 
Kyle's driving it. He says, I bought 43 tickets for my friends and family, and we're using them all. So the answer is, I am doing the buying. <laughs> you put That's that nice. In, you put that in the question of the day. Who's doing the buying? He says, it's me, personally. 43. Kyle, 43, friends and family. That's impressive. 43 tickets? You're going to have 43 people from the same association, friends and family, so I can't say family. That's really, really good. Yeah, there'll be BYU fans all over the place. And BYU fans are jacked again. It has become cool to be a BYU fan again. And for a while, it wasn't. It was all about Utah in this community. Absolutely it was. Well, speaking of that, as you know who about to let all the air out of the balloon in 11 days? In what way? By beating BYU again. 10 is coming, celebrating and just basically turning the sprinklers on at the party and sending everybody home. Well, that's so typical of you because you've been anti-BYU for like 50 years. <laughs> and so before it even starts, you're not just raining on the parade. You're doing something else that's on the parade. Oh! <laughs> oh! Horrible! Wow, this took a left turn. That well, we haven't even started the season, and he's already predicting they're going to get beat in 11 days. All right, maybe they will. Certain affiliation that DJ has. Oh, I know. He's his bias is so obvious. Back twelve won't let my school in. What did RSL do to BYU to upset (laughs) you this much? (laughs) I don't understand. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's. Well, they could lose the game, and let's see how the game goes. I mean, a loss is a loss. There's no doubt about it. But you could still, where BYU is, and Utah is expected to be one of the top teams, if not the top team. So you could actually gain a whole bunch of confidence from losing to those guys. If you get smoked, no. But you've got a, you know, that's only your second game. You still got 10 left. Well, and you got another big game the very next week with Arizona State. Well, right now they've got teams that are three ranked teams, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't Baylor and Virginia are not ranked. Boise isn't ranked, uh, and but so right now you've got uh, the Devils, the Utes, and then the Trojans at the end of the season, right? And so that that those are the top three teams in the South that are according to the poll. We'll see how it plays out, but that's where we're at right now. Uh, so uh, still, you can if if they lose that game, uh, which right now I would pick Utah because until I see otherwise. But we'll we'll worry about that uh, next week. Uh, you still can accomplish a whole heck of a lot. I mean, you, the Utes lost to SC in the first game and then reeled off eight in a row a couple years back. So still plenty of stuff to, to be had even with a loss in this season. I mean, if Utah, BYU fans, it would suck. But if you lost to Utah and went 10-2 and two, uh, that, and, and your no. only two losses were, like, say, to Utah and SC. Would you sign off on that right now? That's not bad. Or... <laughs> Roll the dice. That's a question for next week. Hold on to that one. <laughs> or <laughs> sign off on that right now. That would be beyond not bad. <laughs> that would be great. And lost as long as you didn't get smoked in those two games, though. Well, that would mean you have won twenty-one games in two seasons. Yes. Yeah. Before yeah. a bowl game, so potentially With twenty-two. To I'd have to see the game, the complexion of the game. If you're getting beat, yeah, but I would think that a ten and two points. team would be competitive in the two L's. I would too. Yeah, but I would too. I'm sure we can go back and find somebody who went ten and two and got their doors blown off, but there wouldn't Probably be very many. Probably not. There wouldn't be very many. Well, the Utes, they got they got smoked. Oh, they had by, a ten win uh, team when TCU took them. 
Well, and then they got smoked by Oregon a couple years ago. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah. So there's a couple times. Sour ending to that season. Because that was a surprise, sitting up there in a press box in Santa Clara. I, I didn't anticipate that at all, that yeah. Oregon's level That was an 11-win uh, team, and they got worse. Easy win, yeah, yeah, uh, was, was a surprise. So, you know, it does happen. But I think for the, for the Cougars, it is cool to be a BYU fan again. First, because everyone loves Kalani. There's no question about it. Ute fans, they even love the guy. The guy is really, really tough to hate. He talked about, who was it, John Rom talked about, if you don't like Tony Finau, there's something wrong with you. Well, that's the same thing with Kalani Sitake. If you don't like him, there is really something wrong with you. There's no question about it, right? So he makes it cool because he's just a really good dude. And now that it looks like they've got some momentum and they're not just getting complete leftovers of people who don't want to go or can't go to other places, so they go to BYU. I don't think that's the case here. And, you know, who knows with the Big 12 if that happens. So the the arrow is pointing up for the Cougars, so there's a lot of enthusiasm. And when there's a lot of enthusiasm, you've got BYU fans rallying to the stands. There is no issue about that. There's no question about that. That's why I want to see them get in the Big 12, because I think they'll be more excited week after week. And then it'll be easier to schedule to fill out if it's three or four games to fill out that portion. Tom Homo has done a magnificent job when he's had to do ten games, basically, because he's had uh, Boise and Utah State have been on the schedule every year for a good while now. So uh, when he only has to put in four games, I'd imagine he would be able to do that to a high degree because it would just be easier. And plus in basketball then, when that once that conference season started, that arena would be 20,000 strong every freaking home game. And, man, that's that's super exciting. we got a lot of BYU fans weighing in this morning, all sorts of fired up about this game. Uh, Joshua says, I'm going to guess it's going to be 70-30 in BYU's favor in that crowd. Wouldn't be surprised if it was 80-20. 80-20. Uh, yeah, but if it's... And we know it's not going to be this, but if it were like only 25,000, who cares if it were 80-20? Right, but since there's 57,000 tickets sold, according to the Pac-12 commissioner, and I assume, I mean, if anybody's ever going to know the number, it'd be him, right? The guy's worked in Vegas forever. He's a Pac-12 commissioner, and a Pac-12 team is playing in Vegas. So oh, I'm going to figure he knows the number. Yeah. yeah, he's not guessing. Yeah, he might go to multiple games that day, uh, depending, I haven't looked at all the times. As far as I wouldn't be surprised if he's here uh, Thursday uh, and do and, one of the Thursday games, either this or ASU, and then there's a Friday game you can go to. Yeah, and then and then Saturday try to hit a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, uh, would I don't know who plays early that he right, can get have to, to but check that would be late because obviously the Vegas game is later in in the day there, and and if he were, it's a shocker. It's the last TV window. What? Yeah. Uh, so they got that going. But, yeah, he knows what he's talking about there. And really, uh, who cares from the from the Pac-12 perspective? If there's 60,000 people and 40,000 BYU, 20,000 U, uh, U of A, who cares? Yeah. For Pac-12 fans, Stanford's at Kansas State at 10 a.m. on FS1 and Fresno State and Oregon play at noon on the Pac-12 network. So there's... 
two early games he could go to. Noon, so that's an 11 a.m. start for those teams? Uh, it's 11 a.m. Pacific for Fresno and Oregon, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he could easily bounce between those two games. There would yep. be plenty of time to, to yeah. allow him to do that. So, yeah, this is this is going to be a premier event in Vegas. And it's not as big as the Raiders, but the Raiders are still would be a week away from starting and all that stuff. So this is going to be a premier event because BYU makes it a premier event because Vegas, of all the places in the world, is basically Lavelle Edwards Stadium Part 2. It's the one place where you you will have the biggest assembly gathering of BYU fans outside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. There's no doubt about it. Zero doubt about it. You can't argue that. Arguing BYU's fan base is ridiculous. This makes no sense to me. It's there, and it's big, and it's strong. Well, create that home field environment, get rolling, post not just a win, but an impressive win, your 11-point favorites, beat Arizona again. This would be the third time Kalani would have beaten them. Finishes, finishes up this three-game contract, 3-0 with a win, and gets you set for uh, back-to-back games with ranked teams at home. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, and then I think it takes the pressure off because – you're pretty much guaranteed of going two and two in September. You know what I mean? Yes, but I don't know that it takes the pressure off. I guess it takes that level of pressure off, and then you can assume that that happens, that there won't be any disastrous start and massive hole you have to dig right, yourself out right. of, which we've talked about many times, which has only happened once. True. But we've contemplated it for summers on right. end. Right, but they but they routinely get out of September two and two. So the excitement is, man, do you get out of three and one? It is, I get it. And you beat a ranked it. team three and one. You beat a ranked team and won the rivalry game finally for the first time in a decade. Right, I gotcha. Um, but first things first, you are breaking a new new quarterback. You sent a lot of guys to the NFL. The D line has to prove itself. Yach played that soundbite there. Clearly looking forward to that. I think you're trying to get to nine wins. For BYU's sake, and if you get two and two, I think you got a shot at nine wins. Yes. Yes, two of the first three games are ranked opponents, and the final one, and then we'll have to see when we get to you know Boise State is among others receiving votes. I don't. I don't think Virginia and Baylor got any. They they got question marks. Well, I'm expecting. But maybe by the time we get there, those will be. I'm expecting you to beat Virginia because they got to come all the way out here. Yep. Uh, I don't know about Baylor yet. A lot of questions, and but, but the good thing about it is that we don't need to know about Baylor yet. There's plenty of time for us to know about Baylor, and as we approach that game in the middle of October, we'll know everything we need to know about Baylor. But right now, they're somewhat of a mystery to me. I don't follow them that much. And well, they're playing. Off and blah, they're blah. playing Texas State on ESPN Plus in the opener, so. I'm not going to watch that. We're not going to know much about Baylor after Game 1. And they're playing Texas no. Southern Game 2, so we won't know much about them then. Oh, geez, what are they, freaking Utah with a cream puff non-conference schedule? And then Kansas for their conference opener Game 3, and Kansas is terrible. Okay, don't read me any more schedules now. <laughs> yeah, I, You just can wait for late September to start thinking about Baylor because nothing's well, not going to matter until yeah, then. I'm not going to think about them now. Yeah. Like, there's too much stuff at hand. Uh, I'm excited for the Cougars. To, to show what they got, man. This is, a, this is a phenomenal opportunity to make a statement. And I, I love it when BYU wins and they beat teams from power conferences because I love the yeah buts. 
I don't know that there's a team. Well, the yeah, but that, this is going to be they've lost 13 in a row. They're terrible. I understand that. <laughs> They're terrible. I understand Which that. may well be true. I mean, it's year yeah. one with a okay, ton fine. of change. But it's still, every time BYU wins one of these games, yeah, but. they always have a yeah, but. It's like they can never win, and we won. We were the better team on this day. BYU, of all the teams that we cover and follow in the conferences, they're the biggest yeah, but. There's always a significant portion that want to say yeah, but when BYU beats one of these teams. It's always something. And again, it'll be with Arizona. Wow, they've lost 12 in a row, of course, and I get it. This one's probably the most legitimate. And every win last year, when you combine them and they went eleven, they went eleven and one, right? And they end up with yeah, but and it's it's awesome. If I were BYU, I would have a huge chip on my shoulder because no matter what you do, it's not good enough. DJ and PK, everything you missed in this show, we will get you up to speed next, including the breaking NFL news. If you're just getting going and missed it, stay with us. It's ninety-seven five at twelve eighty the zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. On your home of the... The best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We're excited to show people what we got, man. It's going to be dope. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Our, our defensive line is super excited. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not like, you know, Amish people. We, we read the internet and stuff sometimes. Our D-line gets really insulted by some of this stuff, bro. Like, I think all of us are just itching to get at it, bro. And so, um, we're ready. <laughs> Ryan Lantatow. I did better at seven, didn't I? You to judge you by your laughter. Seven. Give it come on one more time. Hit it. Uriah Leatawa. Leatawa. Dang it. All right, there he is, bro. They are ready to prove people wrong. Silence the doubters. Leatawa. Leatawa. Power on Arizona. I had a David Locke pause to make sure you were done there. I felt like there might be a second <laughs> verse, so I gave it five seconds. One, one thousand. Got to be careful, David, because he's just gathering his thoughts. <laughs> I thought you might be composing a second verse, so I had to just back off there for a minute. Well, I have to see how the first verse is received before I go to the second. If the first verse isn't received well, I just blow it off. All right, that didn't work. Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just keep moving. Keep going, man. Don't stop. <laughs> All right, the big NFL news this morning. Cam Newton is out in New England. Bill Belichick releasing him. Multiple reports. Boston Globe had it first. Mac Jones is a starting quarterback. No safety net. Do they have their Josh Allen? And how long will it take to compete in that division again? Because the Patriots own the division for a couple decades, but now Buffalo's got it rolling Miami's ready to challenge, and the Jets and the Patriots are going to go with rookie quarterbacks and see how quickly they can build it up. Well, also some talk that uh, Newton did not get vaccinated, so that might have played into it. Another potential element. 
the world in which we live. Vaccination. Costing him his job. Or was it they don't want any second guessing and just this is our guy and no net and we're better off that way. Or they wanted to Three million or so that uh, Cam Newton freed up. Yach had his number. Was it three million, Yach? It was three and a half. Three and a half million. They wanted that for cap room and other moves they're making. Or Cam's agent is like, hey, if we're the backup here, we got a better offer somewhere else. Are we going to see where Cam Newton lands, if anywhere, in the next 24 or 48 hours? So all sorts of questions to sort out, and people can't wait to get to the bottom of it, I'm sure. Well, I'm excited for play, uh, play games, that type of thing, to be able to make your analysis because it doesn't matter. Whatever the bottom line is, if Mac Jones goes out and plays very well and shows promise like, say, Justin Herbert did last year, well, then who cares? Because you got your guy. Yeah, yeah. You look at Herbert. The Chargers didn't win a lot of games, but Herbert sure looked really good, I thought. Uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. He made a major, uh, you know, positive impression there. So, all right, other stuff uh, we have been talking about. Hurricane Ida is resetting college and pro football. New Orleans getting battered by high winds, not so much with the flooding, but tons of winds damage and power out. So the Tulane-Oklahoma game has been moved from New Orleans to Norman, Oklahoma, which has got to be a major disappointment for uh, Tulane to get a an opponent like in there, that in there probably was a big deal. But now they're going to Norman, so there you go. And the Saints, uh, Yach, you had an update on that. The Saints are going to be gone. Yeah, Sean Payton had said yesterday that they, he was going to let the players know at the end of this week where they would be reconvening, obviously, ahead of the season. But he's saying this morning that they do not plan as an organization to be in New Orleans through the month of September due to all the damage sustained. Does that apply even to the home game with Green Bay? The the home game against Green Bay will not be played in the Superdome. And I would assume they probably have another home game in that month. So there's probably two games affected now. So Hurricane Ida causing uh, all kinds of damage in New Orleans. And inevitably, some of that fallout is going to get to football. And it has. The injury of the week, Trey Lance, Niners rookie quarterback, a small chip in a finger on his throwing hand. That sounds painful. But he's only supposed to be out a week, and we got a week and a half to the start of the season, so I guess there's still a chance that uh, he can be ready to go. He'll get on the field this year, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, compare all the quarterbacks who got drafted in the first round, right, and see how these guys stacked up against each other, instant analysis, who took the right guy, who took the wrong guy. Man, if Bill Belichick got the best quarterback picking 15th after four other guys went, that'll make everybody sick to their stomach. Uh, Yeah, but if your guy is really good, who cares what they got? Well, just because you're the best guy at the end of year one doesn't mean you're going to end up having the best And he won't be. Zach Wilson will be. Oh, there it is. Now, you stir in the pot or you really believe that? How long have I believed in Zach Wilson? I, <laughs> I know, but league. you stirred the pot, so either thing could be true. That's the beauty of what you just did. I speak from the heart, and that equals stirring the pot. I mean, that doesn't Thank make you. any sense to me, stirring the pot. Get out of town. Shohei Otani putting on a show, hitting home run number 42. And the Angels, uh, that was the difference, part of the difference, I guess. Every run matters, right? Angels beat the Yankees 8-7. to And Shohei Otani will not pitch tonight. He needs additional time for his right hand to heal after he got hit. Uh, Saturday was batting, got hit by a fastball, clocked at 93 miles an hour. So 
He won't be pitching, but Shohei Otani still thrilling people. And you were watching that. How many Yankee fans at that game? Uh, they did a cut in when he came up to bat, and he hit one way out there in right field. And they did a sort of like a pan panoramic view, I guess. It just seemed like there were 30,000 Yankee fans going berserko when uh, Stanton hit the home run. He hit a home run off the rocks there mm-hmm. uh, that they had the, that – rock formation thing that they put out in yeah. the center field and he bounced one off there i mean he, the guy is so huge and strong and so many yankee fans angels aren't going anywhere again as they contemplate whether to shut down mike trout and basically mike trout wouldn't have played this season uh for all the in- time he's missed with the injury so uh the yankee fans are running out there man are they so they're what 14 and 2 in their last 16 3 that's 3 now cuz they lost two games in oakland Saturday right. to Oakland Saturday and Sunday, and now uh, this one here. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are they? It's a three-game losing streak after a 13-game winning 13 streak, I think. 13-3 after yeah. 16. It's You'll take that over good. 16 games, right? Yeah. You I don't want it when you're 13-0, but, <laughs> but at the start of it, you'll take it. Yeah. Trout, they just had him run the bases over the weekend, and he ended up with soreness in his calf. That doesn't sound good, and they're not going anywhere, so... This only wins one way, doesn't it? Well, there's a month left in the season, so yeah, what's the point? Unless he's totally healthy. But at the same time, if he's close and he re-injures it, as long as it's not long-term, he's got five months to rehab it. True story. They are nine and a half games out of the wild card. There are two games under 500, so... That's a lot of teams to hop and a lot of ground to make up. So They're not going anywhere. Uh, we heard from Kyle Whittingham earlier this morning. He had his press conference. The uh, the doubt for him going in the opener is as many as three starting offensive linemen can miss. And so got multiple moving pieces. That seems to be the only question for the Utes going into the Weber State game. Other than that, everything seems on track. Uh, I think they got to answer who's going to be their running backs. Uh, I think that's a big thing. Are they counting on Theo Howard being a big-time receiver for them? That remains to be seen if that's possible. Uh, maybe it is. Sure help if they had one. If they had close to a 1,000-yard receiver, uh, that would that would make a difference. So I think they have other questions. I don't know that any of them are going to be answered against Weber, but they'll be answered in time, that's for sure. Yep. And for uh, BYU, the, uh, the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klavkov, tweeting out 57,000 people. Headed to Las Vegas. 57,000 people already have their tickets for the Arizona-BYU game. Sellout would be 65,000. And so I guess the question is, how many of those are Cougar fans? And does this set up future games in Vegas? With, of course, the other question out there, how many games does BYU need to set up? Are they going to a conference or not? So there's multiple moving pieces to that puzzle as well. But for a team that's already turned out crowds of 40,000, at the uh, Sam Boyd Stadium, a.k.a. the old Silver Bowl for Las Vegas Bowls. Now you have a bigger stadium, state-of-the-art. you got a, you got a Pac-12 opponent, and you got 57,000, and is it going to get to 60 or 65 here? More deals to come, it would seem like. Well, I think that from the Pac-12 perspective, they're going to try to have a presence in Vegas. I don't think there's any question on that because they've already got LSU and SC in two years, don't they? 
They've got that. They're planning on preseason games there. They've obviously got the SEC Pac-12 bowl game there. They've got the Pac-12 basketball tournament there. So putting a game or two or three in these first two or three weeks of the college football season every year seems obvious. There's a lot of money to be made in Vegas, so Vegas can write schools a bigger check. And we know the Pac-12 is trying to figure out how to close the revenue gap. So it seems like all the arrows are pointing in one direction here. I think it's great that the city of Vegas has included sports, big-time sports, in its entertainment package. You know, it has obviously a city of entertainment, but go ahead and have the sports. It never, ever, ever made any sense to me. I've been going to Vegas. My parents used to go up as soon as we moved, actually before we moved, because my sister moved first, and they went out and visited, and we've been going to, I've been going to Vegas since I was like 10 years old. And I'd always thought, okay, this is a place where gambling is regulated to the highest level. So why wouldn't sports? Because sports in its essence is entertainment. That's the, from my perspective, that's the point of sports. And you have all this entertainment in Vegas. So why in the world wouldn't sports be a part of it? Because sports is entertainment. It, it, I mean, that, that's that's the way I view sports. Nothing more. It's entertainment, which is – and I'm, I'm a little bit of an anomaly. I don't think I'm that much. I think people view it as entertainment too. Just a lot of people, it's more entertaining if your team wins. And for me, when the game's over, it's over. I rarely care who wins. I care if I was entertained, and so much of the time I am. And I suspect I will be Saturday even if it's a blowout. If it's a blow, As long as it's a blowout for BYU – if it's a blowout for Arizona, then so all that's a big old downer. Yeah, <laughs> that is yeah. a big old wet blanket. It really would be. I don't well, anticipate that happening by any stretch. Well, for a long time, it was boxing and college basketball, and that that was kind of Vegas. And they get NFL the P- football, just the gambling. Well, it. they get yeah right, and they get the PGA Tour, and they get an NASCAR stop, and they get an NHL team, and now they have an NFL team, and that's going to bring more big college football events there. So uh, they're they are riding the wave without question. Yeah, I think it's great to see. All right, anything else you want to pass along to the people? Any nuggets from Frank Dolce and Dylan Colley? We talked Utes and Cougars with both of them, and Frank mused over. The Utes getting a big-time wide receiver at some point, and Dylan Colley setting the bar from Jaron Hall pretty high, op- optimistic, but uh, staying away from any Zach Wilson comparisons. For now. Uh, probably forever, but certainly for now. I love the fact that he says this this team really trusts Jaron Hall. That, to me, if you have belief in the quarterback – then it just sets us just a tremendous wave of confidence throughout the entire program, specifically on the offensive side. And even on the defensive side, too, if you know you've got an offense, you know, you could maybe try a couple of things defensively that you wouldn't necessarily try. And I'm excited for A-Rod to have full reign of the offense. When I say full reign, complete and total full reign, I'm excited to see what he comes up with each week. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Look, guys, you're pumping BYU up, and the bottom line is they're not going to beat Utah this year. They're not going to be able to hang with the top of tier of the Pac-12. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> there it is. The season within the season. Very well could happen. There's five Pac-12 games, but Arizona and Washington State are not viewed as <clears throat> among the elite. So the three ranked teams on their schedule, USC, Utah, and ASU, picked one, two, three in the Pac-12 South. Okay. If BYU goes 9-3 and three and, you, and loses to the Utes and the Devils and the Trojans, then the debate on what kind of a season it is can Oh, was it good on. enough? Come on, the top three teams. Blah, yeah, but. Yes, it will be the classic yeah, but. I don't, we don't know that they'll be the top three teams. We don't. We, we don't. UCLA might have something to say about that. One of the three could fall apart. Injuries, who knows what. Yeah. ASU obviously has got distractions off the field with you know the three coaches who are already <clears throat> vaporized. Yeah, uh, certainly they have so distractions. So anything could yeah. happen. Right. You're right. Anything yeah, could happen. Yeah. But if it went by the book and the three ranked teams turned out to be the three best teams in the South, and it never goes by the book, so this won't happen. It would be too glorious if it did happen. It would be too good for sports talk radio if it happened. Nine well, and three. You're not throwing back a nine win. Rebuilding after all those guys drafted? That is outstanding. Yeah, we t- t- take a look at uh, BYU's or Utah's season a couple years ago. You know, what ranked teams did they beat? Oh, when they went 11 and one and then 11 and three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about that, PK. <laughs> so, okay. you go, what about in 2004 when they were undefeated? Seven-win Texas A&M team, an eight-win Pitt team. Those yeah, were the big but wins. At the same time, undefeated. Undefeated is, is undefeated. Yeah, you know how many losses to explain right. away. Uh, I nine and three with losses to those three teams. I go back to what I keep saying. What's the complexion of the games? If you get down right at the end and somebody makes a play or something, uh, there's a winner and loser in every game. But was the game close? Could it have gone either way? If it could go either way, then there's something to be said for that. Now, just because the game is close, you know, Herm Edwards loves to play these NFL-style close games. Well, we we lost five games by one score. Yeah, but it didn't seem like you're in any position to win the game. So what's the game within the game? You know, when we get there, when it's all said and done in November, then we can make assessments on all these types of things and evaluate each team's season as a whole. So if you get smoked in those three games, well, then, yeah, maybe you were just a fraud and you beat up a bunch, a bunch of bad teams. But it's not like those are the only three good teams that are on the schedule either. We got a whole thread here of attendance smack between Utes and Cougars. And in the end, there's one critical fact we have not discussed all morning. What? That could weigh in very – it could be critical here. So uh, – Pac-12 Commissioner George Klavkov has tweeted out that there's 57,000 tickets sold for BYU-Arizona. Vegas Ute says, well, Arizona basketball fans flock to Vegas, so I imagine a fair number of football fans will go. Obviously, football doesn't win as much as basketball, right? Uh, He says, number two, the local LDS community always shows up for BYU in Vegas. Three, Vegas is an easy trip on the Wasatch Front, even more so from southeast Utah. And four, some non-aligned locals are bound to attend this game as entertainment. Uh, and he says, while I imagine BYU will have the majority of the fans, I doubt it'll be quite the overwhelming ratio I'm hearing and reading. And they're going, you know, 60%, 75%, two-thirds, whatever. And, and it goes back and forth. And then Kyle from Y Soup says, 
I'll see if I can get some pics of the stadium. I'll try to estimate it. I'm sitting on the BYU side facing the Arizona section. I know at least one whole Arizona section BYU fans bought when the BYU allotment sold out. And curse the dingbat BYU fans who will show up in navy blue, despite that being one of Arizona's colors. <laughs> so how are we going to know since they share a color? Now, I have uh, heard BYU know. fans saying... Well, yeah, you, you can take a look at the stadium after somebody scores a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. that's your Turnover, best chance. Whatever. Right. There's a big play. Uh, but I have heard people being told Cougar fans wear the royal blue. Whatever it might be. That, that yeah, will stand I, out. Th- yeah, I got it. I'll be there, and I'll personally count. I'll have an exact oh, do it. Do it. detailed. Well, you the, have those two. They have the little the silver things that are about the size of the stopwatch that track coaches use, but they count attendance, and just and you'll just sit there just... I've got, uh, let's see, what do I got, 20 digits, and I can count them. Well, 21, really. I can count them, and uh, I'll just keep going on that. Excellent. <laughs> uh, we have this guy, I read this earlier, Kyle saying, I bought 43 tickets for my friends and family. We're using them all, so the answer is I'm doing the buying. And uh, Salt Lake Jake, who's <laughs> in his avatar, is wearing a Ute beanie, says, you're popular. <laughs> And Utah football fans tweet at him, humble brag, good for you. You know 43 people. <laughs> 42, he knows himself. Yes, of course. He'll take one ticket for himself. Oh, man. All I don't right. think I could get 43, 42 people to attend any event that I wanted to attend unless I brought them front row seats with transportation and food. Jeff guarantees us it will be a sea of royal blue. My family and many others just from my neighbor along the Wasatch Front are going. Imagine that being replicated across Utah, Vegas. Entire neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> and you know you'll the Vegas and Nevada's expecting a big crowd if you see a bunch of highway patrolmen along I fifteen when you get into Nevada. Okay, so I was told this once. Uh, I went on a trip from Santa Barbara to Vegas with people who went routinely. And they were telling me, and I don't know if this is true, if you heard this from people in L.A., you never get a ticket. You can speed from the state line in California to Vegas, but when you're leaving, if you go on Sunday afternoon, you're caught in traffic and it's a parking lot. But if you leave it another time, they'll absolutely ding you. But they don't hit you coming in. They hit you going out. I've seen it a million times. There it is. So no worries going, but when you're leaving, don't be in too big a hurry. Yeah. And I've seen it from Mesquite. To Vegas. So from the California side and from the Utah side. They know when you're coming. Yep. All right, DJ and PK, uh, we ran a poll yesterday, and it didn't really change much, PK, overnight. What should BYU do? Join the Big 12, the Mountain West, the AAC, stay independent. 76% for the Big 12, and then a tie between staying independent and going to the Mountain West, both at 11%. Overwhelmingly, Cougar fans embracing the thought of joining the remaining eight. Oh, for sure. All right, DJ and PK, we're all done. Hans and Scotty are up next right here on the Zone Sports Network.